Good morning. This is Phil Canute with River Valley Co-op and your morning grain comments. Corn and soybean futures were higher overnight. September corn finished the overnight session up six and a half cents, settling at five fifty-five and three quarters. November soybeans were up seventeen cents, settling at thirteen fifty-three and three quarters. In the outside markets, as of 7.40 a.m., the U.S. dollar index is off 0.027, trading at 93.028. September crude oil is off $1.24, trading at 67.05 a barrel. Precious metals are higher, except silver. Industrial metals are higher, except copper. The electronic mini Dow Jones is up six points, trading at 35,161. Corn and soybean futures were supported overnight by new crop export demand. Yesterday, USDA confirmed a sale of 132,000 metric ton of soybeans to China and a sale of 130,000 metric ton of soybeans to unknown destinations, likely China, for the coming marketing year. These sales come on top of 104,000 metric ton of soybeans sold to unknown destinations on Monday. All indications show that the Chinese are far from finished, especially as South American supplies draw down. Speaking of South America, due to the short safrina corn crop in Brazil, There will likely be more corn export demand in the months ahead. USDA is currently projecting 26 million metric ton of corn sales to China and 35 million metric ton of soybean sales to China in the coming marketing year. So far, only 10 million metric ton of corn and 5 million metric ton of soybeans are on the books. So we have a long way to go if we are going to catch up to USDA's current forecast. Aside from monitoring demand and weather, traders are laser-focused on tomorrow's WASDE report. At 11 a.m. tomorrow, USDA will release the highly anticipated monthly WASDE report. It is expected to be mostly friendly, with 2021-22 yield and production estimates being lowered, and in turn, tighter carryout and stocks-to-use ratio figures. As with any USDA report, one cannot be certain of anything until USDA shows their hand. Once they do so tomorrow morning, traders will react accordingly one way or another. Yesterday, the funds were net even on corn, bought 5,000 contracts of soybeans, and bought 9,000 contracts of wheat. They are now estimated to be net long 242,680 contracts of corn, net long 84,500 contracts of soybeans, and net long 7,450 contracts of wheat. From a sharp perspective, September corn managed to close above the key 550 mark yesterday and stayed above it for most of the overnight session. That key level acts as initial support followed by the double O from last Monday and Wednesday, 540 and a quarter, and then the July 26th low, 536 and three quarters. Initial resistance is at 560, followed by last week's high, 563 and a half, and then 579, the July 21st high, and the bottom end of the July 6th chart gap. November soybeans find initial support in the 1330 area, followed by last week's low, 1308 and three quarters, and then the psychological $13 level. Initial resistance is at 1350, followed by the overnight high, 1354 and three quarters, and then 1380 and three quarters, the July 30th high. Opening calls are higher. Following our 24-hour rainfall totals reported by River Valley Co-op employees for the respective co-op locations and or homes. Ryan and Delaware County reporting two inches of rainfall. Cedar Rapids and Lynn County, three quarters of an inch. Anamosa and Jones County, an inch and three tenths. Wyoming and Jones County, four tenths. Martell and Jones County, half an inch. Morley and Jones County, a quarter inch. Olin and Jones County, a half a tenth. Stanwood and Cedar County, two tenths. And Calmus and DeWitt, both in Clinton County, reporting no rainfall. And with all of that, have a great Wednesday from your friends at River Valley Co-op.